Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Well, as you know, we have recently finished up season nine of the podcast. And as we do in between podcast seasons, while we're getting ready for season 10, we're going to be doing a series of episodes where we listen to an article from the Firetime magazine, and then I give my rapid reaction to it. And truly, I mean, this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast. I love it in between seasons when we get to do this because truly for me, I consume the Firetime magazine probably just like you guys do. I would imagine, you know, I listen to it every single month. I read the articles in it and it's something where over and over again, I am just blown away at how good the content is. And I think what's really special about it is the fact that it is a community of voices coming together to share what is working and what our industry needs to be paying attention to. And so in this episode today, I am going to be listening to an article by Brian Barnhill that we actually issued in the October issue of the Firetime Magazine in 2022 that's called Don't Just Buy Your Marketing, Own It. And We actually originally printed this in the physical Firetime Journal, and I think this article is so good, and there's a lot of thoughts that I have even just, you know, thinking about it from when I I read it at the time, but what I'm going to do now is I'm going to listen to it again with you in real time and give you some of my thoughts on the back end. Now, if you're listening to this in real time, we are going to be announcing something really, really special at this year's HPB Expo. So if you have been on the fence about going to Louisville, Kentucky, man, I'm telling you, there's going to be an event at that trade show that by itself will be worth your attendance. So if you're on the fence, you should make sure that you're there. So with that said, I'm going to step out of the way. I'll listen to this article in real time and then give you my rapid reaction to it. Don't just buy your marketing, own it. By Brian Barnhill, owner of Barnhill Chimney and Fireplace and Barnhill Chimney Supply. Business owners can always find common ground by trading customer service horror stories, sharing funny mishaps on the job, or listing the latest employee complaints. But when conversations between business owners really get going, marketing almost always comes up. I know folks who live or die on Google, guys who are killing it on Facebook, and owners who brag that they never do any advertising because they're so good that their customers are walking billboards for their businesses. If you're new to the marketing game, or if you're ready to rethink your strategy, here are some hard truths you need to consider. Marketing is important, and it can be costly, stressful, and complicated. How do you know it's working? What's your return on investment? How do you measure that? How do you track it? Are you doing enough? What should you spend? These marketing questions, and others like them, can feel incredibly overwhelming. If you think you need to work on marketing, you probably do. If you think you're spending too much on marketing, you probably are. And if you haven't changed your marketing strategy in the last five years, it's time. 
Marketing is a huge topic, and I'm not saying that I'm an expert or claiming that I'll be able to fix all your problems in this single article. But I am going to share some things that have worked for my team that you can implement today. First, it's important to understand that there are two main types of marketing. Marketing that you buy and marketing that you own. Most business owners focus on marketing you buy. These are the big ticket items that drive attention. Google AdWords, Facebook, Angie's List, direct mail, and your local newspaper. Marketing you buy is expensive. It's making someone else money. And yet, it's what most businesses do, probably because it's easy. Of course, you can drill deep into any big ticket items mentioned above and maximize your investment in them, but most folks that I know just write a check and don't pay any attention until the phone stops ringing. The answer from the agent that you call in that instance will always be the same. Spend more to get more. I don't love marketing you buy. It's necessary, but it's primarily geared toward making someone else a lot of money over and over again. Instead, my favorite type of marketing is marketing you own. This includes things like your physical location, customer information, email addresses, phone numbers, referral relationships, etc., uniforms, truck lettering, yard signs, flyers, reviews, and social media posts. This is the type of marketing that folks often spend the least amount of time on. It typically requires effort, but it can have a significant payoff and an attractive ROI. The best part of marketing you own is that you get to keep it, and it's usually something you've already been spending money on anyway. As such, it doesn't have to be an additional marketing expense. Let's look at a basic bit of marketing you own that you probably already have. A vehicle. Whether you have a truck, van, or motorcade, it's a rolling billboard. As such, take the time to get the right images and messaging on your vehicles. There's a big trend right now to have full wraps that are so busy you can't understand them. At a minimum, people should be able to read your name and get your contact information. As a result, you should make it easy to read your vehicles and recognize who you are. You should also keep your vehicles clean and well-maintained. Nothing sets the wrong tone for prospective clients like a dirty, noisy van rumbling down the road. Remember, your vehicles often provide folks in your community with the first impression of your business, so do your best to make that impression a good one. And don't forget about the inside. If food wrappers and soda bottles roll out of your vehicle every time they stop, that doesn't send the right message to potential customers and community members. A monthly car wash and detailing can make all the difference in your image. Taking care of your equipment, your work environment, and your team shows potential clients how you'll take care of them. Of course, vehicles cost a lot of money to buy and maintain, so you might be looking for some free marketing. If that's the case, here's the best place to find it. Positive reviews. These reviews are essential, and they should be intentionally managed and zealously protected. Reviews are the modern referral system. You can buy software systems that will help you acquire these reviews, such as Podium and BirdEye. But often, you can get lots of positive reviews on your own just by asking clients for feedback, giving them a link, and showing them how to leave a review. At Barnhill Chimney, we consistently tell our clients that we get most of our business from word of mouth, and we routinely mention that we would really appreciate their feedback with an online review. I know this sounds simple, but it works. We now have hundreds of reviews, and new ones get added every day. If you get a bad review, call the client and do everything in your power to make things right. If you still can't convince the customer to change the comment, provide a professional response online to show that you care. Then, focus your attention on adding new 5-star reviews to drown them out. The solution to pollution is dilution. 
Another marketing strategy that can lead to lots of success is building a network of referral partners. In this type of marketing, the cost per acquisition is typically low, but the ROI is typically high. There are two main reasons that these referral jobs tend to be lucrative. First, you already come highly recommended by people these customers trust. Therefore, they frequently don't sink other estimates, so any time you invest with them will yield paying jobs. Second, clients who get referred to you usually need help with major projects, such as large repairs or new installations. Our referral partners come from many different disciplines, including interior designers, builders, realtors, and roofers. Don't forget that your current customers can also make great referral partners, especially those who love you and like to talk about it. An often overlooked referral partner is your competition. I know some people who get almost all their business from their competitors. Oftentimes, you do types of work that your competitors don't. Why not make it easy and profitable for them to refer those jobs to you? Reach out to your network and make friends. People who know you and love you will eagerly refer you to others. Give them a way to easily do that, reward them for it, and track it. There are app referral programs that streamline and gamify this process. Talon and BirdEye are two big names among many. But tracking doesn't have to be complicated. You can make it easy by creating business cards with subtle tags that help you track who's giving out referrals. If you use this simple strategy, the key to success is getting your business cards back from the referrals. Otherwise, you won't know where they came from or which partners to reward. To make sure that happens, put a discount offer on your business cards. The offer doesn't have to be much, just enough that customers want to mention the card. How much you incentivize your referral partners can differ depending on the value of the jobs they refer to you. If you have a really technical partner who refers high-revenue jobs that reduce your workload on the front end, perhaps their referral fee is pretty large. For example, I used to refer jobs to a company that gave me 10% of the gross sale. On the other end of the spectrum, I know folks who just give people $5 Starbucks gift cards. And like many of you, I've referred plenty of folks for free, just because it feels good to refer good people. Here, the main thing is just avoiding analysis paralysis. While every market and situation is different, one thing stays the same. People want to do business with people they trust. So set up your referral system with your current network, then build on it when you can. Remember, you can always change the incentive program down the road, so don't let the particulars get in the way of getting started. Old school yard signs are another type of marketing that you own. At first glance, these might feel like a waste, but they work. So make sure you're still using them. Think about it. You've already paid for those clients, and for a throwaway yard sign that costs $5, you can get those clients to tell all their neighbors about your business. Yard signs are billboards in your neighbor's yards. In other words, they're ads in places without ads. After all, most neighborhoods don't have billboards or storefronts. And when your yard signs get planted in pristine landscapes, they automatically stand out, draw attention, and spark conversations. In any given neighborhood, contractors are getting traded around like trusted babysitters. Yard signs are an easy way to ensure that when you go into a neighborhood, everyone knows you were there. At Barnhill Chimney, we use corrugated signs that are 18 inches by 24 inches, and they cost us about $5 a piece from signsonthecheap.com. We used to go and pick them up, but now we just tell folks to set them out in the recycling after a week or two. Finally, don't feel like you can only put yard signs out where you do big jobs. If you do great work in your customers' homes, then they'll trust you, and that's enough. Here's how we pitch it to our clients. We do a great job and people love us, which is why we get most of our business through word of mouth. Would it be okay if we left a yard sign out for a week or two? Most people will agree unless they're in neighborhoods that don't allow yard signs. 
If they don't agree, just give them business cards instead. In short, marketing doesn't have to be a frustrating task that takes up all your time, energy, and money. Instead, it can be a fun way to spread the word about who you are, what you do, and how you serve your community. If you're feeling overwhelmed, just start with ideas you can quickly implement because they're a good fit for your business today. And remember that the more you cultivate the marketing you own, the more your investment will grow. I don't think you'll ever eliminate the need for Facebook, Google, or Angie's List. But maybe the next time you're chatting with another business owner, you'll find yourself getting excited as you talk about the marketing you own and how great it's working for your business. Well, I hope you enjoyed that audio article by my friend Brian Barnhill. I absolutely loved it. And it's funny, I remember listening to this when the audio article came out back in October, and I've actually read it probably three or four times just in the Firetime Journal. But listening to it this time fresh, there's definitely some notes that I took away. But first, before I jump into it, I just got to say that if you have not subscribed to the Firetime Magazine podcast, you need to change that right now. Stop what you're doing. If you're driving, pull over to the side of the road and you need to search your podcast catcher for the Firetime Magazine podcast because every month when a new issue comes out, we load up all the articles into that podcast and you can listen to them at no charge. But seriously, every single issue, the content is absolutely stacked. Okay, now jumping into my rapid reaction. First off, I love the title of this article. Don't just buy your marketing, own it. And Brian, right out of the gate, talks about two very important differentiations, marketing you buy and marketing you own. Now, here's the thing I'll say about this. Marketing that you buy is easy and it's fast. Marketing you own is hard and it is slow. So I would really agree with Brian that a good mix of both is necessary for most companies, but don't sleep on the marketing that you own. Truly. I mean, I, I remember the days of, of, of working for uh, the first store I ever worked in where we didn't have a website. There was, you know, there was some word of mouth referrals, not a ton, and almost everything was the local radio ads or the local print ads, and and that's fine as icing on the cake. But as the as the main driver of business for you, man, it just costs a lot of money. And and I would guess in your business, there's marketing you own that you may not be taking advantage of fully. And for me, the first thing that comes to mind is your website. You own your website and your website should be built as a sales funnel to drive leads and revenue to your business. It's the entire function of your website. The function of your website is not to look the best. It's not to tell your story. Nope. It is to show customers how you can solve their problem and turn them into a lead so that you can take action on it. And I think that for many companies, they spend so much time on on you know advertising campaigns, whether it's Facebook or Google or the Yellow Pages or you know whatever avenue you want to spend your money on, while neglecting the thing that you own. You know, remember, once you have paid for that TV ad, it is gone. It's gone. It's in the garbage. 
but your website, which you own, that thing is still there. So I really believe in investing in marketing that will last. And your website is one of those things. So the basics, you know, with your website, if you think about this, when a customer goes to it, this is the Donald Miller grunt test. Within five seconds of going to your website, could a customer who's never been there before grunt out, what do you offer? How does it make my life better? And what do I need to do to buy? Not many websites do that in our industry. Most websites in our industry will not tell you what you need to do to buy. They won't tell you how your life is better after using those products. Sure, there might be some pictures of a wood stove or a fireplace, but often it's just a static picture of a fireplace. There's not actually people enjoying it or sales copy that's written to engage folks and clear calls to action. So I love this. The first thing I would say is invest deeply in your website because you own it. Okay, when Brian went to talk about trucks, this is so good as well. You know, your truck is a living billboard. Anywhere that it goes, it is a moving representative of your company. So make the most of it. I mean, it is worth investing in a wrap. Now, not a wrap that's overly confusing, but man, if you've got graphics of a happy family enjoying their fireplace, put it on your truck and have really, really clear language of like cold home question mark will make it warm and safe. You know, I mean, something like that that's very simple, you can see it quickly, but associates the problem you solve with your company and obviously have your your name, your phone number on it very, very clearly. But people do not put enough value in their trucks. And like Brian said, it's not just the wrap or the graphics on it. Your truck, it really needs to be clean. I was actually talking about this with someone the other day who has an HVAC company in their town. And when we were speaking, she said to me, she was like, you know, we called this company because I always see their trucks drive by and they're so clean. And I can tell by the graphics, they look really nice. So they've obviously put a lot of thought into what they do. So I'm hoping that they put thought into my house as well. Now for her, that was a reason to give that company a chance at the job, right? Uniforms. That's another thing that you own. How does your team look when someone walks into your showroom, when your installers show up to their house? Do they look like they rolled out of a ditch or do they look like professionals with company uniforms? These things are all marketing that you own and it, it is worth investing into because it makes a difference with your customers. Now, when Brian talked about the customer list, I think this is, oh man, it's, it's so good. Like, Sometimes we take customer lists for granted, but I think it's one of the most valuable parts of owning a business is your customer list. And if you think about this, your customer list is a group of, you know, say 5,000 to 30,000 people that your company has helped over the last, I don't know, five to 25 years. There is so much you can do in email marketing and direct mail and things like that to engage them because they know you and they trust you. Now, for me, I mentioned this actually in our last episode with Tim Rethlick, but I am such a believer in email marketing. I mean, first off, like it's free. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything. And if you import your customer list into MailChimp or Constant Contact or one of these other email marketing platforms, I mean, literally you can build a campaign in about 30 minutes that will email your customers multiple times ask them to take action. And and you'll find with like regular service calls or sales specials or things like that, as long as you make the content in the email valuable, 
people won't unsubscribe and you'll find that they actually book work or maybe you have a buy one, get one program for a service cleaning and people will refer their friends to it. But it's amazing how well it works to tap into your existing customer base versus going out and finding new customers. Now that rolls into what Brian talked about next is positive reviews. We, we actually mentioned this last week as well in the Q and A episode that, you know, uh, one of the questions was if I had a $75,000 marketing budget, what would I do if I was a retailer? And truly I would say I wouldn't spend it all. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know what the math would be, but I would, I would guess that, you know, for most hearth retail shops, not all of them, but for most hearth retail shops, you probably are good for less than $30,000 a year. You don't need that much money in marketing, assuming you're investing in things that you own and you're working your referral system and your word of mouth system. Now, one thing that I would invest in is I would spiff my team for positive reviews. And I would invest in a service like Brian mentioned in the article, BirdEye was one of them. Another system is called PulseM. There's a bunch of them that are out there. But I would invest in a review generating system. Because if you think about this, if your company has 400 positive reviews and your closest competitor has 80 positive reviews, well, what happens is their advertising starts to work for you. Because even if their advertising convinces a customer to check them out, at some point they'll go into Google and they'll type in fireplace store and chances are they're going to see you. And if you've got four times as many reviews, you'll get an at-bat. Now, it doesn't guarantee you're going to win the job, but it means that even as customers are looking for your competitors whose marketing has drawn them to their business on Google Maps, they're going to see you, your ridiculous reviews, and they're going to come and give you an at-bat. So, I, I mean, I cannot underscore enough positive reviews. You should be throwing absolutely everything you have into getting these. And a trick is, if you have service technicians that are in more homes than your installers, outfit your service technicians to do this. I've seen huge success with that. You know, with this too, when Brian talked about building the referral network, whether it is people telling their friends and neighbors or using yard signs, this is really, really good to do because we talk about it all the time in this podcast. It's Seth Godin 101. He says the key to marketing is understanding this phrase. People like us do things like this. People like us do things like this. People who buy $10,000 fireplaces have friends who buy $10,000 fireplaces. People who live in a neighborhood where they spend $700 to clean their chimney and do a gigantic masonry repair for 10 grand afterwards have other people in the neighborhood that will spend that same amount of money on a similar project. And that's what you should be tapping into. And so often we are tempted to try to go out and find new customers when instead it would be wiser for us to go back to the people who know us and trust us and we've done good work for and go to those people and there are amazing ways that we can get them to tell their friends or to hire us again through discounts and promo codes and and different things like that so you know i i think that my takeaway is this is that i would agree with brian that you you probably need both kinds of marketing you need marketing that you buy and marketing that you own. And, you know, maybe at some point we'll, we'll do a podcast specifically about marketing that you buy because I believe that is really, really important. And just because it's easy and just because it's fast does not mean it's bad, but your company 
should think about what do we own. Let's make that the base. And then what we buy is going to be the icing on the cake to supplement. If you can do that, I think you're going to be in really good shape. You know, it's funny as, as I was listening to this article, you know, Brian is a, Brian is is a friend of mine and man, every time I am, I am with him at his store down in Lexington, Kentucky, I am just reminded of what an intuitive mind he has for understanding how marketing works. He's done just amazing things with his own company of their uniforms, their trucks, even the way that their store is set up, where it's located. They have a giant mural of Dick Van Dyke on the side of the store, you know, looking like the chimney sweep from Mary Poppins. And there's so many things he's done intuitively to turn his business into a landmark for that city. And it's just really cool to have him kind of pull back the curtain a little bit in an article like this. So I hope you got a ton of value out of that. Now, if this podcast has been a blessing for you and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website, patreon.com slash it's fire time. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash it's fire time. And, you know, I, I know that right now we are, we are still in the heart of the season, but don't sleep on this article. Even just take 30 minutes and make a list of what are the pieces of marketing that you own, where have they been neglected, and where could you leverage them in ways that you haven't before. If you can do that, man, you'll be better for it. I think that you'll save money on marketing that you buy, and I actually think that the marketing you buy will work better for you. So, hope you guys have an amazing rest of the week, and we'll talk again very soon. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. All in to burn and